Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Air Force Brigadier General Kirsten Goodwin plans to go after a three-star Lieutenant General, Jay Silveria, Superintendent of the Air Force Academy. She says he wrongly removed her as Superintendent of Cadets 30 days before the scheduled change in command and claims she had a toxic leadership style. Now, that case made a sensation in the military press a few months back, and for at least one side of the story, we turn to Tully Rinky attorney Larry Youngner. Larry, good to have you back. Good to be back, Tom. Thank you. And you represented Brigadier General Goodwin. And first of all, let's start at the end. She is actually not out of the Air Force, is she? She's still acting as a Brigadier General, serving in a pretty decent slot? That's correct, Tom. She is still serving our nation honorably at the Air Force Space Command, and I continue to represent her and will be representing her on the Article 138 complaint uh, that she will be filing uh, concerning her removal from command. All right, so there seems to be two issues going back to the Air Force Academy days. One, the Inspector General found that she had made some, what sound like not gigantic, but some errors with respect to official travel. And then there was the issue from the commander of the academy, uh, Lieutenant General Silveria, that didn't like her leadership style. So two things going on, I guess, at the same time. Tell us about the travel deal and what happened there. The command climate that General Goodwin uh, was assigned to in 2017 uh, was sensational initially because she was the first openly gay a married woman to be selected as the commandant uh, of the cadet wing, meaning she's responsible for the 4,400 cadets and a small support, smaller support staff, uh, the personnel that run the cadet wing, the group commanders, the air officers commanding and such. So that's about a staff of 150 personnel. So responsibilities, uh, is biggest responsibilities for the, uh, for the cadet wing. In those duties, uh, the superintendent task General Goodwin to support the academy, but primarily her duty is, is uh, leading the cadet wing. When she is handling duties for the superintendent, that requires travel, that requires other official duty, and she relies on her support staff to, just like any uh, commander would, to submit travel requests, to uh, pay the travel vouchers, to you know, assist, uh, again, commanders, particularly those general officers have action officers or approving officials within finance that review their work. So the bottom line is General Goodwin relied on that staff and she trusted them, but she didn't verify behind what they told her. So she should have, and she owns the responsibility for and has reimbursed the government for any, even though we could quibble about it, but for any expense uh, or any leave that she should have taken according to the IG, uh, General Goodwin wanted to make clear her integrity and paid any alleged amount that was stated and took leave for any period of time the IG thought leave should have been taken instead of official travel. So I can give you another example, but that's the gist of it on the on the finance uh, sure. and travel piece of it. She she relied on her staff, and frankly, her staff let her down in my assessment. All right, so that one is behind her, but then there was the issue of her removal as the commandant of cadets just 30 days before the change of command, and the commander there, Lieutenant General Silveria, said that he lacked confidence in her leadership style or that it was a toxic style. That seems to be the real sticking point that you want to get resolved in the long term. Yes, sir. At the end of the day, we are coming back and looking at, you know, we didn't discover this information as to what the IG 
had found and concluded, particularly the last allegation, which dealt with uh, the leadership climate. And we didn't discover that until October 18th of 2019, when the government made that available to us so we could respond to an administrative action. That action was based on the Secretary of the Air Force Inspector General report. So once we received that information, we realized that this must be the rest of the story behind General Lieutenant General Silveria's rationale for relieving General Goodwin from command. And respectfully, we believe that it was an action that should not have been taken had he known uh, or investigated uh, the basis behind uh, that allegation. A more thorough assessment shows fantastic accomplishments by General Goodwin, a very healthy command climate, a very healthy leadership environment for the cadets and for her staff, so it's unfounded. Typically, would not rush to judgment based on some al- a, a few allegations. Instead, you would investigate it properly and then determine what appropriate action is taken. Sure. In this case, uh, we intend to raise the mistakes that the IG had in their investigation. We hope to file an Article 138 complaint to Lieutenant General Silveria saying, sir, you need to know these things. Um, and Article 138 is a process under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. It's actually in U.S. federal laws, Title 10 U.S. Code, Section 938 or Article 138 of the UCMJ. And that allows subordinates to uh, ask a commander to correct a wrong. And that's what we intend to do. We're speaking with Larry Youngner, attorney with Tully Rinke, and also former Air Force judge advocate, we should also point out, so you know whereof you speak here. And what do you think are some of the facts that Lieutenant General Silveria overlooked in, in deciding to remove Brigadier General Goodwin? Tom, that's a great question. Uh, we think that the key fact going in is to look at the, first of all, her character and her conduct and accomplishments, not just prior to the uh, academy, but actually as the commandant. And uh, in response to this administrative action, we noted uh, over a dozen specific mission impacts made by uh, Brigadier General Goodwin that could not have been done in an unhealthy command climate. So uh, what, what what you should do as a commander, we, we submit that what Lieutenant General Silveria should do is investigate the facts of her performance and the climate at the time and make an independent decision as opposed to only listening to a complaining witness. It doesn't mean that one person can't be right, but that one person who is a complaining witness, that should be investigated. And that's the other piece of this. We don't believe that that complaining witness motive, um, bias, or credibility was fairly assessed. Uh, I intend to introduce evidence that shows bias, that shows motive and intent that is you know, bad intent, frankly, and that that same person who was a complaining witness was a subordinate who was insubordinate, effectively trying to lead a mutiny. And when that didn't succeed, when, when General Goodwin was nonetheless successful with a healthy command climate, decided to file an IG complaint. In effect, that person weaponized the IG complaint process against General Goodwin. Which is fine. You know, look, it's fine not to weaponize it, but it's fine to have an investigation. But that investigation needs to be fair, needs to be balanced, needs to listen to both sides instead of just one side, and needs to avoid confirmation bias. So we have multiple issues that we're going to present to Lieutenant General Silveria uh, through the Article 138 process because we assess that he, given these facts, will have an opportunity to reach a different decision. And 
though we can't get her back into the commandant position at this time, we're looking at other actions that can be taken to uh, try to remedy to some extent the wrong of her removal. Um, perhaps a public apology, perhaps a correction of the record noting that there was a healthy command climate based on this additional evidence. Uh, we, we submitted in our response to this IG report uh, action um, over 50 uh, uh, character references related to General Goodwin's time as the Commandant. We presented over 20 witness statements regarding positive mission impacts, and then we detailed the positive uh, accomplishments uh, that uh, she, she, sure. she completed while at the Academy. And do you think there might have been an old boy network type of uh, situation here? I have been told that by uh, many people who have contacted us in support of uh, Gerald Goodwin, uh, but I am not ready to accuse the Air Force of that at all, and certainly not accusing Lieutenant General Silveria of that. I just believe there was a rush to judgment without full facts. Our Air Force takes great pride in understanding the value of diversity, and at the end of the day, regardless of a general officer's gender or sexual orientation, if they demonstrate the Air Force's core values, they're probably going to do really well as a leader. Those core values are selflessness, integrity, and excellence in all that you do. And, and that's what strikes at the heart of our concern is that General Goodwin was so focused on leading the cadet wing that she left the travel details to her staff because she was out working with the cadets very aggressively, setting new standards, making positive impacts. And some of the folks who were entrenched there might not have liked that. Others who may have had bias might have not liked that a gay married general officer was succeeding. But the Air Force doesn't care if you're a gay married general officer. They care about mission impact and caring for airmen, excellence, selfless service, and integrity. And so General Goodwin has demonstrated those where there was a mistake in, in trusting a staff and in trusting a particular senior officer who didn't support her. She accepts responsibility for that. Uh, she won't argue any of those details mm -hmm. regarding the leave or, or, or the travel, but absolutely argues the mischaracterization of her service and the climate as being unhealthy. Some are calling it, you know, you hear toxic leadership thrown around fairly loosely. The irony is the cadet wing thrived under her leadership. It was a healthy command climate. What was toxic were a few insubordinate personnel within her staff. And do you think that if this comes out in your favor, and as we noted earlier, she is still in the Air Force, still a brigadier, could this at least pave the way to get that second star before she retires? I don't believe so, realistically. I'm, I am a realist in my approach. Um, and at this point, I wish it would for the Air Force's sake, because the Air Force has groomed a great leader as the Air Force developed uh, Brigadier General Goodwin from lieutenant. She's an academy graduate herself. So she has progressed through over 26 years of, of outstanding Air Force service, and uh, she would make a great major general. But I believe that this is such a charged incident, if you will, her removal and, and the fact that, that the staff and the support and her failure to recognize what was going on with her staff will make it very difficult uh, as a practical matter to be promoted to major general. I hope I'm wrong. I would love for her to get past this because she would make a great uh, senior, continue to be a great senior leader.
Larry Youngner is an attorney with Tully Rinke and former Air Force judge advocate. Thanks so much for joining me. Tom, thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.